Fear Street Part 1, 1994-2021, the first film in a three-part trilogy based on the Fear Street books by R.L. Stein, and now playing on Netflix, feels like a TV show, but to its credit, actually plays like a theatrical release. Television show feeling is there because all three films were released in quick succession, and all three are presently available on Netflix. This is not your classic movie trilogy where you have to wait three years or even just one year for the next part. You can binge watch all three in one city. I was impressed by director Lee Janiak's handling of this movie as she successfully captures the look and feel of a 1990s slasher flick. In fact, the opening scene is a direct homage to the opening scene in Wes Craven's Scream. It's very well done, so much so that it just might be the best sequence in the entire movie. The film also earns its R rating as it contains its share of bloody slasher murders, the most gruesome of all coming towards the film's end, involving a bread slicer in a supermarket. Yet, while I enjoyed the work of Lee Janiak, I was far less impressed with the screenplay by Janiak and Phil Graziadic. I had no problem with the dialogue, which serves its purpose well. But the overall story I found to be a snooze, and the characters not all that engaging. Truth be told, I really didn't like any of the characters in this movie all that much. And at one hour and 47 minutes, the film runs a bit long. 90 minutes would have been just fine. Anyway, the story told in Fear Street Part 1, 1994, involves two neighboring towns, Shadyside and Sunnyvale, Ohio. As you can guess by their names, Sunnyvale is nearly perfect, while Shadyside is known as a shithole, a place that attracts evil where slasher and serial killer murders happen on a regular basis. The general population of Shadyside is people of color, while wealthy white people live in Sunnyvale. I like this symbolism and hope that this movie would move in a direction that delves into the plight of the haves and have-nots especially concerning race, but it really doesn't. It's not that kind of movie. I mean, to its credit, there are hints here and there, but the film downplays them and doesn't go out of its way to make racial disparities a central theme. Shady, shady Side is the way it is because it's been cursed by a witch since, 16, since the 1600s. Oh my. And a group of teenagers run afoul of this witch when, after a car accident, Sam, played by Olivia Scott Welch, inadvertently disturbs the witch's grave. This major plot point is actually a rather ludicrous scene. I mean, the grave is barely beneath the soil, and this is a witch that has been buried for 400 years? So, the witch decides that Sam must die, and she sends a group of slasher killers from Shadyside's past to hunt down and kill the girl. Standing in their way are the girl's friends, including her on-again, off-again girlfriend and main character, Dina played by Keanu Madera, Dina's younger brother, Josh, played by Benjamin Flores Jr., and their friends, Kate, played by Julia Rewald, and Simon, play, played by Fred Heckinger. As plots go, the one in Fear Street Part 1, 1994, is pretty lame. It's also far-fetched, and little or no effort is made to make it seem at all believable. The reason to watch this flick is the work of director Lee Janiak. She nails the 1990s slasher flick trope throughout. Similarly to the way I love the 1980s references in the Netflix show Stranger Things, I enjoy the 90s references here in this movie. 
The cast is okay. While I didn't really like either character, I did enjoy the performances of Keanu Madera as Gina and Olivia Scott Welch as Sam. They are both very good. I also enjoyed Julie Wardywald and Kate and Fred Heckinger as Simon. Ashley Zuckerman plays Sheriff Nick Good, a rather weird character who seems like he walked off the set of Twin Peaks. He's supposed to be the caring, concerned law enforcement officer, but throughout the whole movie, he seems to be walking in a dream. Zuckerman starred in the underrated horror movie The Wind, which came out a couple years ago in 2018, where he played a supporting role as the main character's husband, and he made much more of an impact in that movie. For me, the best performance in Fear Street Part 1, 1994, belongs to Maya Hawk, who sadly gets killed off in the film's opening moment, similar to the way that Drew Barrymore's character was slain in the opening sequence of Scream. Hawk was equally as memorable on the TV show Stranger Things, and I just hope she lands a major starring role soon. She's very, very good. And she's also one of the main reasons that the opening sequence to this movie works so well. You don't even know her character, yet she evokes so much sympathy and horror when her character is slain. I think it's the way she so desperately fights for her life. Strangely, Fear Street is never mentioned in this movie. Shadyside is a cursed place, and the teens there all lament that they live there, but there's no reference to the actual street they live on. I guess that's something we'll have to wait for in the next film in the series. Fear Street Part 1, 1994 has its moments. Its strength is that it nails the 1990s slasher movie feel with ease, and director Lee Janiak deserves a lot of credit for this accomplishment. But its story is meh. Its character is unlikable, and in spite of some gruesome, bloody scenes, really isn't all that scary. But it's certainly worth a look. I mean, it was good enough for me to want to check out the second film in the trilogy. So, Fear Street Part 1, 1994, is basically a very good-looking movie in need of a stronger story. Had it had one, it would have been something to scream about.